We're basically about to head into our interview and uh, uh, discussion for this evening, uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. And I can see that we're already joined by uh, Tebang Nzasa. Uh, You can just unmute your mic so long. Uh, We're going to be engaging with you very shortly. Thank you so much. Um, So, yeah, uh, we are basically we know that I am live or I am youth is very primarily focused on young people and on youth. Uh, We try to give them, um, equip them and and, and inspire them and encourage them to just become better versions of themselves and also educate them as well. So when we were approached by uh, youth leadership and the youth leadership and uh, entrepreneurship development um, organization, we felt it is just fitting for us to connect with them um, and hear what it is they actually do uh, because this is also what we're interested in doing and what we do here at I Am Live as well. Um, how are you doing, Tebang? I'm doing very well, my brother. How are you doing? Um, Good to you and the listeners as well. Awesome, awesome. I'm doing absolutely great. How's your day going so far? Um, it's going well. Ending it um, from here. Uh, with the little one so in case the listeners hear the voice of someone who's uh it's my little one i'm so sh- busy parenting <laughs> oh i see no that is that is absolutely fantastic uh i'm sure all people will say is no <laughs> no thank you so much for joining us tonight hey so um i want to first of all just get into breaking down um what is um i love i love the way you guys have abbreviated it uh y l e d uh but what is uh the youth uh leadership and entrepreneurship development organization what do you guys do and where do you come from so we as as youth leadership and entrepreneurship development um known as wilet we are a registered non-profit organization and as well as a public benefit organization with the Department of Social Development and the South African Tax Exemption Unit, respectively. And what we do is we teach young people across different backgrounds, socioeconomic status, about key critical skills that we believe that will set them for success, be it in academia, in the world of work, or self-employment, which in this case is entrepreneurship. So our primary focus is purely teaching young people about life skills, which translates to employability skills, and also teaching them career development skills, leadership skills, and entrepreneurship skills. And the reason why we try to structure our program in that way is because if we can look at most of successful entrepreneurs uh, mm-hmm. or successful leaders, mm-hmm. they self-aware. And, and these are the people who know who they are, who know the value systems, who know what they want, who understand that leadership is a team sport. And that's how we teach our sessions at Wilet. Oh, I and see. Also, mm-hmm. And also we believe that entrepreneurship is a team sport. And within that team sport, it cuts across all subjects. So in most cases, if you can look at extracurriculars, curriculums that are offered at school, yeah. the majority of the learners who do your, your commercial subjects are mostly selected for anything that has to do with entrepreneurship while they're still school. And when you look at guys who are doing your science, your general subjects, 
mm-hmm. um, they're mostly ignored because it's not seen as a subject or, or, or a career that fits within that sort of category. So how we approach is that we don't give entrepreneurship a subject because mm-hmm. we believe that, or a stream, I mean, I think the better word to use is a stream. It's, we don't give it a, a, a stream in terms of where it belongs to because we've got doctors who are entrepreneurs. We've got engineers who are entrepreneurs. And these are the people who learn the basics of problem solving. And as an entrepreneur, that's what you do on a daily basis. You engage in solving problems. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Before we delve uh, even deeper into that, I just wanted to do just a quick intro of who you are um, and especially why it's important for us to listen to you. So uh, Tebang is... Uh, the operations manager of uh, the organization, which is youth leadership and entrepreneurship development, which I absolutely believe that we definitely, you know, I don't even think it's a belief. I think anyone who looks at our country um, would, would quite honestly have to be very ignorant to say that we do not need to develop um, entrepreneurial skills as well as leadership skills, particularly in young people. Uh, but I love what I love about what you're saying, Tebang, is the fact that your focus your focus is not um, to to fix what's not broken. Um, and what I love most is the fact that you are intent on taking a different approach to building entrepreneurship skills. Because as you're saying that, you're not focusing on teaching entrepreneurship as a stream or as a subject. Uh, but you're more focused on, on um, you know, rather um, and coming at it from the understanding that everyone who specializes in a particular field can become an entrepreneur. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Does this mean, if I'm understanding you correctly, um, that your focus is on building um, a lot or, or teaching people to grow in the, their, their specific skills? Then... Uh, teaching them how to take those skills and translate them into entrepreneurship. So, so, so that there's different approach that we can look into, or different cap that you can wear. So, our approach as as Wilet is that we teach entrepreneurship as, as a life skill, and that sort of life skills comes in a form of problem solving. Because if you can teach a young person how to solve a real life problem. And also understand that if I have the ability to solve a real life problem, mm-hmm. I can be able to monetize on that particular problem. So that is the approach we take into say, what are some of the day to day problems that you face? And how can you turn those sort of problems into a revenue generating of some sort? Mm. And, and it, it is for those reasons, like when I mentioned earlier on to you to say that if you can look like all the businesses that exist in the world, they exist because of one common thing. They're yes. solving a problem. Yes. And if you can teach a young person while they're still in school that if you have the ability to solve problems, you can then be able to start thinking, how do I turn this problem into revenue? Into while revenue, value, yeah. While adding value to the consumers that you want to sell. Because when... When we, when you, like I said to you, we teach entrepreneurship as a team sport. So mm-hmm. what they will do in their, they will form groups and these groups will call them um, mini enterprises. Mm. And these mini enterprises, you will find out there's about 
18 of them in that group or in that company. And within as there's 18 of them, there will be a general manager, there will be a finance manager, a marketing, just like any operation, um, operational structure of a company that, that is working on a day-to-day basis. When they start, they identify a problem that they want to solve. And with that particular problem, they learn that we need to do a market research. Mm. We need to, to identify who is our customer. We need to identify if we were to manufacture this particular product, mm-hmm. how much would it cost or where can you manufacture it if we don't have means to solve that particular problem. Earlier on, you were asking about Facebook and shares in terms of the value that have lost N and N. Yes. And also at Wilet, we're teaching them that sort of a skill to say that in, com- in any company that you start, you mm-hmm. have the, cap- the capability of buying shares. And as they start these businesses of theirs while they're still in grade 11, they learn the process of buying shares because we do allocate each mini company the number of shares that they can sell during the program. And those sort of shares that you've bought, whatever value they might be, mm. um, you know that I've put my money in this business. Therefore, I need to work my way to make sure that the company makes money so that I can get my dividends. Because we do go through the dividends payment process. So that when they, look, they learn the skills of liquidating a business, they, when they hear the term um, dividends, it's not the first time they hear about it. Yeah. When they hear the word shares, it's not the first time they hear about it. It's something that they've actually learned in a practical manner. So our approach is not only on the theory element, but it's also looking at the practical, practical. side to sell. That's fantastic. How, how do you teach someone who is in grade 11 how to start, run, and manage a business of their own? Mm. That, has always been, that, that has always been our approach because now by the time they transition to university or maybe late at the later stage, yeah. they have learned how to write a, a business plan. I see. And they've also learned how to liquidate a business. So therefore, should they come across these sort of scenarios in the near future, mm-hmm. they don't have to start from zero. It's a skill they learned um, while they were still part of Wilet. Okay, so I see. So basically, um, I would be correct in saying that the difference between um, a young person coming to YLED for for yeah. for all all the services that you offer, I'll just call them services for lack of a better word. Um, the difference between coming to you and going to, for example, a college or a university, not that there's anything to benefit there, but I mean, also, we have to consider the fact that um, a lot of young South Africans cannot afford formal education. Um, and that is a very big problem that we're sitting with, uh, which is, is why I love initiatives like this, um, helping people understand that one way is not the only way, basically. Um, Absolutely. So, yeah, so I'd be correct in saying that the the, the major difference between um, YLED and going to these places, for one, I'm noticing that it's uh, being practical with the approach of business rather than bombarding young people with theory, which is one thing I can attest to. I mean, I did a marketing uh, qualification and uh, when I was done with my diploma, I realized that I had learned nothing practical um, and I was virtually unemployable um, in the real world. And I had to go and start working, doing promotion works and then starting to work my way up. 
Um, and I, I imagine that that's exactly the bridge you're trying to um, help young people cross over. Absolutely. So I would, I would give you an example in terms of, of, of the practical side. Yeah. Um, remember I said earlier on that in the program as a brand uh, entrepreneurship leg of the program, they get to be a finance manager or an accountant of some sort yeah. in the divisions. Yeah. So we, ha- we have a gentleman uh, who, is a, who is a graduate in the program who graduated in 2009, 2008, Jeremy mm-hmm. Africa. He was an accountant in, in, in their company, and he wasn't sure in terms of what he would want to do post-metric. Being hands-on in the program around the, the, the accounting world, how it looks like on a day-to-day basis, and also learning how to handle real cash because at the end of the week, they come back, the learners to report in terms of how much money they made through sales, mm. how much money they're going to recycle, how many products they produce, how many of those were with defaults and so forth. So they learn the life cycle, like I said to you. So Jeremy, while he was still part of a mini company at that time, he realized that actually accounting is what I want to do. Mm. And now he's, he works for Unilever as a senior accountant. Um, we have Nelly Mashaba, who was a human resource. Um, he now has, he holds honors degrees in, in human resource. We have Octavia Shabango, who was a finance manager in one of the companies. He's in, he's in the finance department at FNB. So mm. those are some of the things from a practical side, because we understand that not everyone can be an entrepreneur. And yeah. not everyone can, can be an employee. Exactly. But if you teach both as a life skill, you're more likely to, 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 to graduate a well-rounded young person who understands that. I do not need, actually, I have a choice to either be an employee or an employer, and I'm not forced to do any of the two. Yes. I just need to go with the one that resonates with me in terms of what I want to do for my life. Mm. I'm hence, really hence, loving hence, what you're saying, it, hey? Like, I am sold. I am absolutely sold. Um, so, like, I, I'm actually thinking right now as you're speaking, like, to, just to use my, my journey as an example and how being part of uh, YLED would have actually helped me. So when, when I finished varsity, right, and I had my qualification and it was time for me to go into, into the working field, I had ample anxiety that I was dealing with because I had no idea what direction, first of all, did I want to go and which direction was viable for me to go. Uh, but the, the, the good news is that as I continued not giving up, you know, and applying myself, um, things got, the path got clearer and clearer and clearer. And I started to understand how the world, the corporate world works. But what Absolutely. I, yeah, but, but the thing is this, what, what I found interesting is that particularly when I came to work here at Radio Pulpit, I literally had to, it took me being at Radio Pulpit to discover that I have a passion for radio and that I have a passion for, because we also film some of the stuff that we do here in studio. But it took me being in this creative environment for me to actually discover that this is what I, whenever I pour my energy into it, I don't feel depleted. I instead feel a sense of fulfillment um, and satisfaction. Um, and it's then it becomes things that I do with perfection. So it, 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 it really feels like, you know how in the military they use simulations 
like to sort of recreate what would happen at war. Yeah. It feels like that's the business you're in, the business of creating uh, a simulation for a young person so that, well, even though it's not necessarily a simulation, because when you say, uh, like, for example, the person who's at FNB, and this would be a question, um, when you say they actually worked for a company and did financing, finance would would that be in a real company so 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 when so the person i'm talking about we're in this so i'm also a graduate of the program by okay the, uh, i see i see yeah. i see so so we were in the same team um back in 2009 mm-hmm. and he was reporting to me as a general manager of the company at the time and he was a finance manager and as a finance manager, obviously, you get to deal with the day-to-day finances of the, of the company. And when he graduated from while at Quinty University, he did a, um, a qualification in accounting. Because mm. when you look at the, the portfolio he chose while he was still at Wilet and the career that he chose post-Wilet, there's an alignment of some sort. And also, hence I was mentioning to you that we, we have struck, they have structures that we, we introduce to them to, to the program uh, participants. Mm. And, and in this case, there will be a finance manager, a human resource manager, and so forth. And they get to play those roles on a day-to-day basis for the duration of the program because they are hands-on involved in terms of how do we go about uh, managing people. So at the very young age, you also get to learn to manage people because you will realize that there's a Tebang who did not sell last week and even this week it did not sell. Yeah. So now there's management of people. And at that time, I also had to fire someone who, who were coming from the same school. So you can imagine the, the tension. So because at the end of the day, the, the people who are funding or supporting the program they hold us accountable when we get to the entrepreneurship leg of the program. Mm. They don't make the decisions of who has to go in that particular group or mini company. As a general manager or as a team, it is your responsibility. So therefore, my responsibility, I had to make sure that we go through the disciplinary hearing process. I didn't even know there's such a thing. Mm. Um, and, and, and you can imagine the lessons that you have learned while we're still in primary, I mean, in high school around, okay, when you go to the world of work, there's disciplinary hearing, yes. there's performance review, you need to account, you need to do one, two, three, four. So those are the lessons that no one can ever take away from you. So by the time you get to the world of work, you have experienced how a boardroom looks like because how we facilitate our sessions, we facilitate them in a boardroom style. Mm. So that we take a learner outside of a schooling environment to the corporate world. By the time they go to the corporate world, they know how to set up a board meeting. They know how to present themselves in a board meeting. So those are the skills we teach them while they're still in school. So that by the time they graduate from university, it's not something they see for the first time. Yes, Yes, I see what you mean. Oh, man, that is incredible. Um, I just wanted to, to get a bit of clarity here. Um, so every every student or every young person that you work with, um, do, does, do all of them, are all of them put in a place where they can experience the work environment practically? 
So, so we usually have a corporate sponsor or a partner that mm-hmm. gives us facilities to facilitate our sessions. Um, ideally, the partner, the offices have to, or the boardrooms have to be in an office space whereby we meet in a central place, um, i.e. a CBD of some sort, because we recruit learners from different schools. So we'll have learners from township schools, semi-private and private schools. I see. And, and, and we also, when we recruit, we make sure that the demographics um, are represented in, in a classroom whereby every skin color, yellow, pink, white, or purple or blue, mm. are all in one boardroom to learn common thing, which is life skills yes. and entrepreneurship skills. And and also when we when you put a learner who goes to a township school in a boardroom mm-hmm. style of facilitation, there's a change of mindset that says I need to change how I dress, I need to change how I address women or mm-hmm. ladies, mm-hmm. I need to change how I speak, because now you are realizing that I'm in an environment that is not in terms of my dress, in dress code, in terms of how I, I, I speak, in terms of how I dress women, it's inappropriate. And that's a skill you teach a young person who they've never gotten that opportunity in anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I see exactly so, what so, you mean. Mm. Um, so our, where, our approach, our, our approach for- is in that phase. Yeah, yeah. No, sorry about that. We're unfortunately almost about to run out of time. So I, I just no wanted to make sure that we uh, just get into expanding a bit on the recruitment and how the recruitment process works. Because when you speak of recruitment, you're you're talking about young people joining the Y-led program, right? Yes. Yes. So, All right. So yeah. So recruitment, we are, we are currently in the recruitment process and we are looking at having a hybrid program. So hybrid means that there will be sessions that will do face-to-face mm-hmm. and then there will be sessions that will do them digitally um, because of COVID regulations and, and, and. So now we are currently recruiting learners who are in grade 11. Um, we understand that majority of the guys can't get to 55%, especially more than 55%, especially in the township. So anyone who's in grade 11 with a previous grade 10 result of plus 55%, they can apply. And how do you apply? You go to our website, www.wilet.co.za, which is Y for yellow, L for lion, E for echo, D for donkey.co.za. And they'll go through, when you go through our website, you'll see um, the recruitment video in terms of what you should expect and so forth. Part of what you need to attach is your motivational letter motivating why you have to be a part of the program and why do you believe that what are some of the lessons that you think you would learn from Wilet and how are those lessons are going to benefit you going forward. And then you have to attach your, um, your, your birth certificate or ID as well as your report. Those are the simple thing. And and for us, we're not so much into the academics in terms of, okay, this one got an average of 90%, so we should uh, um, we should select them. Mm. That's not us. So we are looking at someone who is willing to commit their Saturdays to learn about life skills and, tra- and entrepreneurship skills. And most importantly, to look into having a program that is going to help them develop 
their own lives as they prepare their future. So that is our role. We are not an academic institution. We are a people's development institution. Hence, our focus is not more on academics, but rather giving you the tools that will enable you to succeed in the world of academics and the world of work. Okay, that makes absolute sense. Thank you so, so much for joining us tonight. eh? (laughs)